Thanks again for coming tonight. Uh, my goal is to make it worth your while to be here. Um, and so I, I, as we begin, here, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to share with you guys some updates and changes that are happening at New City. Then I'm going to share with you some things that we are celebrating. Um, and then I'm going to share with you kind of our vision and our goal for the rest of the year and how not only you can be a part, but how we need you to be a part. And then I'm going to end with a couple of special announcements. So, ooh, yeah, maybe we'll clap for them. There we go. Um, even before I get into the updates, I just want to personally just say thank you guys for all that you do for making New City possible. Uh, not, I mean, I guess I was going to share this at the Wednesday. Go ahead and share this now. So today um, was our largest Sunday ever. We had 150 people. And uh, yeah. And I was sitting in the front, which is because it's the best place to sit. Uh, and the second service, but before I even, well, so Santi came up to me, he was auditorium guru today and said, hey, we're like, literally, we have no more chairs to set out. And uh, I was just sitting here remembering that uh, we're almost two years old. We launched in April of 2017. And I remember two years ago, February, uh, we were about to, to jump into this place in March and renovate it, thinking, I have no idea if this is going to work. Um, in January of 2017, our projected budget was not that we would be low on money, but we would actually be out of money by September of that year. And then to, to think of that, and then today, what God has done uh, is just really incredible. And so I, I just want to say thank you, because you're the reason that that's happened. Your generosity, your willingness to serve, um, you are making a big impact. And so in light of almost two years, I want to show you, don't put it out yet, Brian, um, what this place looked like before we moved in. I wish I could give you a virtual tour. There was a church in here before us. We've actually done quite a lot. But this is what this space looked like uh, before we moved in, This just the auditorium. <clears throat> right i mean that's you know and that's just i could we don't have time to like go through the rest of the building but this is what it looked like uh b before we came yeah like yeah so you know i think it looks better now okay you're like oh there's windows back here there's actually there are windows back back there um so that's what it looked like before we moved in here's what it looked like on launch day here's what the auditorium looked like it's still like better, but like not totally. We still had purple carpet. We had those can lights. We didn't have a lot of stuff. We had no drums. Um, so that's what it looked like when we moved in. So obviously quite a few things have changed. And uh, I want to say this too, and then we'll get into what's going on. just want to tell you not only am I thankful for what you do, but it is a blessing and an honor for me to get to do what I do. I consider it a great privilege, not just to be able to do this, but to be able to do this with such great people. Like, I don't take for granted the fact that you guys come and you guys support and you guys trust New City, but you also have some amount of trust in me or you probably wouldn't be here. And so I want to say it's just an honor for me. And I think it, I count myself very fortunate and lucky to, to get to do what I enjoy doing. Uh, and you guys are the reason that I get to do that. And so thank you. And I hope you are encouraged by what we share tonight. And so here are some things, some updates and changes that are coming up. Uh, first thing, just want to go over partnership with you again. Um, we didn't, we never said this in the classes. We probably should. Yeah, you can go ahead and go to the next one, Brian. Um, <clears throat> is every January, we are going to kind of send out an email kind of re-asking you if you're in. We don't want to be a church that's like, you know, has like three times as many members as it does that people that actually show up. So every January, we start back at zero. And we just ask that people kind of re-say, hey, I'm all in. So I don't want anyone to think like, they only emailed me. Why? We email everybody. We ask everybody. Because we just want people to be in, you know, to understand and not to kind of, I don't know, not to kind of just come and kind of check off a box. We really believe that people should be connected somewhere. And if you're not going to be connected here, I want you to be connected somewhere. So that's going to be happening um, every year. And if you haven't gotten a partnership yet, and the next one, again, is happening next Sunday. So you can kind of learn some of the things that we ask. 
and uh, some of the things that we believe. So I'm not going to go over all of that, but I'm just going to kind of reshare what we ask for you to do if you're a partner and go to the next slide. Uh, here are our five values, and you can see them in the coffee bar, um, that Jesus changes everything. You can't do life alone. Love people, love people. Grateful people give and move people multiply. So here's just what we ask, just to kind of re-remind if you call New City Church home. Um, for Jesus changes everything, we ask that, A, that you believe that Jesus is who he says he is and that you've been baptized. Um, you can't do life alone. This is our value of community. Um, so we ask that you join, a, you're in some type of community group here at New City, if possible. Um, for uh, love people, love people, this is the idea that we want people to serve. And we don't just want people to serve so we can fill up our slots, but we actually think it's good for you and for me to serve people like Jesus. So we do ask, if you call New City home, that you serve in some capacity. Um, grateful people give. Again, we do, we do uh, value financial generosity. We don't ask that you give 10% of your income. If you don't give 10%, I think it's a great goal to shoot for. Um, but Jesus ultimately is asking us to increase our generosity. So again, we just ask, if you are a partner, if you do call New City Church home, that you are consistent in your giving, whatever that looks like for you. And then mo move people multiply. We just ask that you are... Uh, intentional about your relationships, that you invest in people, and that you invite people to be a part of what we're doing. Um, so that's just kind of to remind you what we ask. And again, none of those things are legalistic. We understand that there are certain seasons of life that kind of restrict you from possibly doing some of these things. Um, but we want people to, as we say in our partnership class, we don't want to set the bar of being part of a local church lower than Jesus did it. And so not that these are the only way to be a part of our church. It's just how we feel like God has called us to operate. Um, and so those are our values real quick. And just a refresher, and this, you know, every January, we're going to be like, hey, are you still in? Because we don't want to assume anything. Um, and so that's not really a change, but it's not something we ever really shared beforehand. Uh, uh, so a couple of updates and changes. Some of these will be wins as well. Um, but for we just launched our student ministry, which is you may, if you don't have middle school or high schoolers, know that. Um, the first and third Tuesday nights at 630, they meet here. Um, Adam and a few of our college students <clears throat> lead that, and uh, they just kicked off. They had a parents' meeting with students two weeks ago, and last Tuesday was their first gathering, and it went really well. And so if you didn't know that, you, we have that. If you have friends or coworkers that you have, middle schoolers and high schoolers, that's an option for them. Tuesday night, so it's different. Uh, it's a different night than maybe most churches might do it, so it's an opportunity. Um, we just want to let you know that that's actually happening here on the first and third Thursday at 630 every Tuesday night. Yes, whatever I said, every Tuesday night. First, but not every Tuesday night, every other Tuesday night. On the first and third Thursday, middle school. What? Just come whenever. We have students at some point on Tuesdays. Thank you. My goodness. Yeah, it's on the website. So, hey, so that, just so you know, that's happening. Um, one, one kind of change, it's also, um, this is, I'm looking at my notes, this is kind of a, an update, this is also a win, so I don't know why I put this in updates, but it's okay. Um, just so you know, uh, so every, you know, our staff here, other than myself, raises their support, um, and so yeah, you can go the next, I think we got a funny picture, no, do we, money, no, we don't, no, okay, okay, well, <laughs> I have it here, <clears throat> so this is out of order. Um, so we, our generosity has grown. We just wanted to update you and let you know because some people ask me. Um, we, we now are paying all of our staff. However, they are still not getting paid nearly what they deserve. So we do encourage you if you are giving to their residency or to their support to continue to do so. But we do want to let you know that because of your generosity, we're kind of moving slowly in that direction just because some people were asking some confusion. So I just want to let you know about that. Um, now, starting uh, with finances, I want to let you know how last year was for us. 
2018, here was our giving, $151,000. Um, our spent was 140000 $147,000. And giving units just means either families or individuals, just 54 different families and individuals gave. Um, one thing to note of that 151000 13500 was from the North Carolina SBC. They funded us for the first two years. They started funding us before we actually launched. Um, so that funding does not exist anymore. That stopped last year. Um, so, but the good thing is we have, you know, we were, we spent less, we stayed within our budget and uh, I don't want to get too much into to the wins part, but thank you for your generosity. We'll, we'll accelerate that in a second. And then this is this year's budget, just in case you're curious. If you want to know kind of more detailed, you can always ask me and we can always share. Um, our budget, as you can see, is increased this year to 181440 Our projected spending is 176699 so obviously we want to continue to grow in our generosity. We're growing. We have more expenses. Hopefully as more people come, that also means our income increases. But we also got to remember that we don't have any more funding from any outside sources. So that 13500 not only are we hoping to make that up, but also to increase our giving by about 30000 uh, as well. And so that's their plans for this year. <clears throat> um, a couple other updates. Uh, Guatemala, we talked about this a little bit. Um, we're going again on May 13th. If you are interested, let us know. You can talk to Adam or you can go to our website, newcityru.com slash Guatemala. There's some interest there. Uh, we are partnering with an Acts 29 church in Los Chilitos. We're part of Acts 29. It's a church planning network. Um, they are in a very rural, uh, rural, rural, rural city and uh, with uh, very limited resources, uh, people who can barely read or write at all. And there's just some really cool stuff going on. Uh, Mitch and Amanda, who are on the very far right, are the uh, couple that is leading the church plant there, and they have goals, which really aligns with ours, to plant other churches in the local villages. <clears throat> to our left. <laughs> Guys, just... just. <laughs> I told you you would have fun tonight, so I'm just... Yes, that right there, close to me. Um, and that was some of our guys on the last time. So we're going again to reestablish that partnership. We actually have some really cool stuff that we're going to be doing. Um, if you're interested in going, let us know because the deadline to sign up is soon. Um, we are going to be taking 10 people, so there's a limit to it. Um, as we continue the partnership, it'll be our second time going there. And just really, really excited about what God is doing and uh, what God is going to allow us to do through them. So that's coming up in May. Um, also, with social media, just to, to let you know if you didn't know, that uh, we need your help. And what I mean by that is on Facebook, Instagram, you may know this, you may not know this. You know, if you have a business page, which we do, if, which is different than a personal profile, that doesn't organically show up in people's news feeds as much as something that you would post on your normal page, unless people like and comment and share on it. So you don't have to like share all of our stuff, but if you ever see New City post something, just like it. And if you're ever not sure, we post at least one thing almost every single day. So if you're on Facebook or Instagram, just go to our page and just like it so that more people can organically see our stuff. I can't tell you how many people come and say that they either looked up our social media stuff before they came or that's how they found us. And so that's just one really easy way to help spread the word about New City is just to like and engage when you see our stuff because it actually shows up more in other people's feeds um, if you do that. So that's just something to know. Uh, as we talked about today, we have a marriage event coming up in March. Um, Dr. Kim Kimberling, who actually Christina works with and works for, uh, if you guys are familiar, he is coming all the way from Oklahoma City to Raleigh and on Saturday, March 23rd. It's actually going to be really, really good. Um, he, it's going to be really great. And uh, because of our, our space, our seating is limited. Like I said this morning, we're already sold 35% of our tickets. And after Valentine's Day, which, guys, is on Thursday. It's on Thursday. 
um, the price goes up. So it's right now it's $15 a person. Even if you're not married and want to be, we encourage you to, to come. But we will sell out. So if you wait until like the week before, we probably won't have any tickets left. And because our space is limited, like we can't make any exceptions. So once we sell out, we sell out. So just put that on your calendar and you can go to New City, um, go, go to our website and uh, you can sign up. But you're going to want to do that soon because it will, uh, will sell, sell out. Um, and then one other kind of update change, something we are excited about. So this is kind of a win as well. Um, we're transitioning some of what of our staff is doing. So as you guys know, Brittany's been uh, leading Little City, among other things. And Adam has been reading, uh, leading hospitality, among other things. And they're going to switch. No, I'm just kidding. They're not going to switch. <laughs> um, so, so this is actually, we're actually really excited about this. is going to help improve a lot of things. Uh, starting in the beginning of March, Brittany's going to be moving over to hospitality, among other things. And she's going to be leading that. And so we're going to start to see a transition soon. She's going to take over. Um, and just provide a lot of administrative support. As we grow, things just get more complex. And Adam is like me, and it's just stresses out, stresses us out to how to organize things. And so, he's he's probably the most excited about this. Um, Adam, if you're curious, is doing more of our you know, leading our students, our young pros, our college, doing a lot of stuff there, and he's doing a great job with that. And then Jillian Thomas, who some of you may or may not know, she's working tonight, so she can't be here. She's going to be uh, taking over a leading little city. Um, she's committed, she's one of our college students at NC State, she's committed to give us six months, and we'll kind of reevaluate after six months if she's still interested in all that, um, but just to provide some transition as we're growing, so Brittany's going to be working with her, she's going to be taking over. If you have kids, you've probably undoubtedly met her by now. Um, if not, she's awesome. Um, any, if you have any questions about Little City, ask Brittany, or hospitality, you can ask Adam or Brittany, but we are actually very excited about that because it's going to increase our capacity to do things, so the first Sunday of March, Jillian Thomas is going to be leading Little City, and Brittany is going to be leading Hospitality, and uh, we're really excited about, about those transitions. So those are some changes um, that are coming up as well. And uh, now, <clears throat> here are some things that we're celebrating. Oh. I thought there was sound. No sound? There was sound. There we go. Well, she's, she's excited about some things that we're celebrating. Sorry, Brian. I don't know. All right. Well, there goes that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, lady, for dancing to us. Here's some things that we are, that we are celebrating. Uh, one, I, we just said it, but we are celebrating students. So you can, you can there we go. There we go. Uh, we had, what? How many people at the first interest night, parents and everything included? 22? Um, it's awesome. And here's the thing. A lot of times with new churches, it's like, do you, do you, how do you start a student ministry if you don't have any students? But how do they come if you don't have something? So it's kind of this awkward thing. But Adam and the college students that are leading it are doing an awesome job. We're very fortunate um, because the college students are pretty cool, and so they like them. Um, but that is, that is a really big thing. I mean, we're not even two years in. And a lot of these things that we're going to share a lot of new churches don't experience, don't need to do these things, and it's all because of you. And so that is a really big thing that we're excited about offering and doing. So, again, that's the first and third Tuesday every month is that. Um, another win is Little City. Um, we, in January, hey, Brian. I wanted to have a slide for everything, okay, guys? Um, we, in the beginning of January is when we started using the Taekwondo place. So for elementary, first service, elementary is in Taekwondo. Second service it's everyone that's potty trained, and they just kind of play. There's not a curriculum there. Um, that's really helpful. So in January was our largest 
Okay, that's funny. Um, here's what's cool. Um, in January, we averaged 26 kids, which is the largest we've ever had. And so that's a really big celebration. And it's just been cool to see God's providence because if we hadn't had that Taekwondo space in the beginning of January, we would have had to tell families we didn't have space for the kids. And so it's awesome. We only pay $50 a month to use it. They only charge us utilities, which is absolutely amazing. Um, but that's a really big win for us because we have, we have great, I mean, our kids' programs and ministry is awesome. And so thank you. There we go. And so it's awesome just to see some growth there. Um, that we've been at, we had 26 kids in, in January, which is really awesome. Uh, another thing is, who's ever been to Trivia Night here? Uh, we were joking <laughs> that we have like we have no more space. So we the last couple, and I, this one was over that. It was hard to count me so many people. We've been averaging over 60 people at our Trivia Nights, and they're just a lot of fun. The next one is March 8th at uh, 7 p.m. Even if like you've never been and you don't even know like any, any of these things, like it's just an experience because it's like packed full of people and Brian does a great job and uh, it's just a lot of fun. And so that's just cool for us um, because it's just a really easy way for new people, for you to invite your friends to do things and it's not a church thing, it doesn't feel intimidating, but at least they get to know where we are, they get to see the space and so we're really um, excited about that. So if you haven't come, we encourage you to come, they're a lot of fun, um, so we're celebrating that. This is the other one, sorry Brian, this is out of order, the staff one, is this the, no? There we go. That was supposed to be it. That the staff, even though they're not getting paid what they deserve, we're moving in that direction. And part of the reason we can move in that direction is because you guys are being generous. So we just ask that you continue to be generous so that we can continue to move more and more in that direction. So that's, I guess he's saying we've got a quarter, but we need a lot more. So I don't know. He picked that one. Um, another celebration for us is that we have 70 adults in a community group um, now, which is really, really great. If you're not in a group, you can go to newcityrd.com and sign up for one. Um, or talk to Brittany because she handles the assimilation process there. Um, so that's exciting. A lot of people talk about how groups are important, but I think it's great that, we actually, that we're actually doing that. Um, one big uh, win for us, obviously, that you, many of you are aware of, is that we moved to two services in August. Now, what's funny is this is our original announcement, and you notice it says 9, 15, and 11. And we noticed after the first week or two that, that we don't need that much time between services. So it is 9.30. Don't be confused. But I wanted to show, like, our, isn't that funny? Okay. It's like sometimes you make mistakes, and I was the one that said 9.15, not 9.30, and then we're like, why? It's like 15 minutes too long. Um, and so that was a big uh, celebration for us because we're growing and allowing more space, and that was actually quite smooth. A lot of times when churches do big changes like that, there's a lot of pushback. There's a lot of, well, I'm not going to be able to see my friends, this or that. And I was, you know, even, you know, I've got friends, pastors, whatever, and, and conversations with, with them just talking about how, and I say this all the time, not just to be nice, but I'm like, man, our people are so awesome. They are so flexible because I get there's frustrations. I get there's like, why does this happen sometimes? I don't know. But our mission, again, is to help people meet Jesus and grow in a relationship with him. And every time we try something new and do something different, I, I hear maybe it's because people just are very good job at, at uh, not telling me, but I hear very, very few complaints. And oftentimes when I hear complaint, it's not like, why are you doing this? It's like, I don't understand. Once we explain it, like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And so that was a really smooth transition for us. So I just want to say thank you for that. Um, that is something that we were celebrating. And the reason why it was a win is my, I was planning on doing this kind of vision thing a couple of weeks leading up and explaining why we were going to go to two services, even though it didn't, we, I didn't think we were going to need it. But then in July, we actually started growing. We haven't stopped growing since then. So it actually turned into we had to go to two services, which is kind of cool because I was like, how am I going to explain to people why we should, even though it doesn't look like we need it? Um, and so that's a big win for us. And, and thank you for that. Um, just to let you know how we've changed in the past year, uh, in January of 2018, 
our average attendance. And I, I know attendance kind of feels, it can kind of seem like numbers-based and kind of like, you know, all, it's about numbers, about attendance. I don't, I don't like the word attendance. What I prefer, because it's true, is that this is how many people get to hear the gospel and experience the gospel every Sunday. Not just from stage, but in conversations with their kids. So in January of 2018, uh, we averaged 69 people total experiencing the gospel here on a Sunday with 10 kids. In January 2019, we averaged 139 people total, including 26 kids. Um, so yeah, we can stop for that. I'm not very good at math, but I can tell you that is double. That is double. And, uh, and that's not a normal thing. And again, part of the reason that happened, I hope you understand, is because of you and your flexibility and your willingness to be flexible and to allow things to change and to go to multiple services and for us to do things that you're like, I'm not sure. Like we used to change stuff in the space all the time. It's like every week, like are they going to leave something alone, right? But it allowed us to grow and, and your, your, your attitude is what made that happen. I really hope you understand that is your attitude that made that happen. So that's, that's absolutely incredible to double in a year. And actually since I think October of last year, we've doubled you know, year over year every single month, which is actually really, really cool. Uh, another win for us is not like a tan- it's not like a quantifiable thing necessarily, but it's big. It's just our worship team and our worship band and all that they do. Can we just give them? I know they're not all here, but just so you guys know the commitment that it takes. Like when you play in the band, you have to practice. You have to show up on Wednesday night, and then you have to show up here on Sunday. And not only on Sunday, not only do you have to be in both services, but you got to sit through me preaching twice because our floor makes a lot of noise that they can't leave and come back in. So they got to sit in the front row, which nobody likes to do, right? Both services. And so I feel like even for that, they deserve some applause. But listen, when we launched, yeah, there we go. Not as much. We launched two years ago, we had a guitar player. That's it. And now we've got a full band every week. And yes, we're, we're hoping for another drummer and we're hoping for more and that sort of thing. But even today, it was absolutely, it's absolutely incredible when people call out sick, can't make it. You know, like you guys, I mean, you guys know Sarah, she was sick. She wasn't able to make it. So, so Chrissy stepped up and did it all by herself. Like, even the ability to do that is because we have the people. So, um, but I want to say thank you to Kevin and to all of you that serve. Um, because he does a lot. It takes a, it takes a lot more than just showing up on a Sunday to make all that happen. And we are really, really blessed that we have the worship that we do. Um, and so thank you to everybody that plays. Uh, to me, again, there's not a number I can give to you, but I think it's great. And it's really and So it's a big tribute to them. Um, another thing we're celebrating, go ahead and put this next slide up, Brian. <laughs> You're like, what is this? <laughs> so we started our, our first attempt. Um, we're doing, doing semester-based internships here at New City Church, and we just told a bunch of our college students, we're going to try this, and does anyone want to anyone join us? Um, seven of them said yes. So the couple, I can't, I'm, you guys know I can't, I don't know my directions. Um, three of them are doing, uh, doing, are doing students. One of them is doing creative. One's helping with video. Jillian is the middle one on the side, all the way to your, le- your right. She's the one doing students. And then Megan is doing, helping out with social media and communication stuff. Um, so that's a big win, that they would, that they would uh, spend their time, make that happen. And not only that, I mean, we're excited about the, the interns, but we're also just excited about the college students that come. I mean, we're about 20 minutes away from NC State. I, maybe this sounds arrogant, I don't know, but this is, this is how I always pictured it. I, I always figured college students would like New City. Like, I didn't think that was a thing. I just didn't think they would drive all the way out here. And now we've got like 15 or 20, I don't know. And it's just cool, A, 
to see college students make a priority. But B, you guys don't know that like they're about to run our church. They do everything around here. I mean, everything. Like there are some weeks where everyone up here is a college student, and everyone back there is a college student. And so they have a lot, like they have a lot of power. Luckily, they haven't messed that up. Uh, but thank you for you, the college students that make it a priority and that you guys lead in that way. I think you guys are setting yourself up for a bright future by making a habit of being a part of a local church. So that's something we're excited about. And then one other win. Um, go ahead and put this slide up, Brian. Just, just. So <laughs> you're like, let me explain this. Let me explain the win, then I'll explain this. Um, I cannot, well, I'll explain this first. So there's 12 of us that did fantasy football here at New City Church. Those are six of us that were there. We, we had a thing that if you came last place, you would have to stand on, on like the first or second Sunday of January. Brian came in very last place, which is why if you were not here that Sunday, you're like, what is this? He came in last out of all 12 of us, so he had to, had to wear that. Now you're saying, why is that slide up here? Because um, <laughs> that's the exact opposite of what I'm about to say. I can't tell you, and, and I, I mean this, I can't, I mean, this is just true. Um, how many people that come to New City and then they stick and they, even the first time that they're here, they say, I don't know what it is, but when I walked through those doors, I felt loved, I felt accepted, I felt like God was here, I felt like people actually cared about me, and they say that all the time, which is why we make fun of losers. No, I'm just kidding. They say that all the time. And I, you know, I, I wish, because I'm, you know, the pastor or whatever, like I get to, people say things to me that not everyone gets to hear, and I'm like, What's funny when, about that statement is that has zero to do with me. If, if anything, like, I'm like, people are like, Dylan, be nicer. Like, smile some, okay? <laughs> like, people come up to me, and they say that has nothing to do with me. But how many people, I, and I, like, I'm not even, I, I, this isn't some, like, trying to make you feel good. How many people say there's just something about being here that made me feel like they cared, that made me feel like I wasn't alone? I hear that all the time. And, in fact, I want to share two stories real quick. I asked a few people if they would send, uh, let me know um, either what brought them to New City or more importantly, why they stayed. I wish I could read what everybody said, but I don't have time. Oh, but one person said this, I felt welcomed the minute I walked in the door of the new, of new, uh, on the first Sunday we visited. Not out of place or an, obli- or an obligated welcome, but genuinely that people cared that we were new faces and were happy that we were there. I wanted to make others. Uh, I want to. I wanted to make others feel like they belonged somewhere anyway, or somewhere. Excuse me. I wanted to make others feel like they belonged somewhere always, and regardless of their stage in life or their walk with Jesus, New City has been that for me, and I want to be that for others, and I want to teach my children to do the same. I came to New City expecting somewhere to just fade into the background and get closer to Jesus, yes, but not really have any connection, as that's not what I was looking for. Several people sought me out, saw me and my family and our needs, and prayed and loved us through it. I genuinely call New City home and know that without the people here letting the Lord use them, things could have looked very different for my family. I want to be a part of this as long as the Lord leads us here. And uh, one other person said this, and again, there, there is, I, could, I could go on for like 20 minutes, but I said we'd be done by six. Here's one, other, here's one more person. Uh, we have been encouraged in more than one way. Our adult kids have stated that they have seen a change for the better in us since we have been attending New City. We have also been encouraged by the $5 gift club. Small amounts bring a large impact. That's not the correct slogan, but you can fill in the correct one. Small amounts, small amounts large impact. Anyway, here's the point. <clears throat> the theme of small but big impact seems to resonate throughout the entire fabric of this church in so many different ways that we may not be aware of all of them. For instance, just a single $5 bill makes a difference. A single handshake to both visitors and members conveys a sense of welcoming to them. 
A single act of hospitality to one person makes them want to come back. A single word of encouragement to one person makes them feel valued. A single prayer with one person says to them that they are not just someone taking up a seat on Sunday mornings, but that, they are, that we actually care for them and desire that they not just live out their life each day with no hope or direction, but that they thrive both spiritually, financially, emotionally, mentally, and physically. A single question asking, from input, uh, asking for input, input from someone can make them feel vested in the church. And again, I had multiple responses of, of essentially saying, and I didn't tell them to say anything, but I felt connected and I felt like we were making a difference and I want to be a part of that. And that is, to me, one of, I, although you can't quantify that, that is, to me, the proudest thing that I love about New City Church. I heard somebody say once, I don't know, it was like a Facebook group thing I was a part of, I don't know. And they were saying, like, I hope this isn't taken the wrong way. They said that they asked their people, like, what is it their favorite thing about their church was? And they said every single person said that the word of God is preached every Sunday. Essentially that. They teach the Bible or they preach the word. And I remember sitting there thinking, I don't want people to say that about New City. And here's what I mean. Like, yes, we preach the Bible, and I think it's important. But what does Paul even say? That the greatest thing that you can do is to love somebody. Now, be clear. You've got to know Jesus, and we want to point them in that direction. But if you don't feel loved, if you don't feel cared for, you're not going to get to the place where someone's going to allow you to teach them in the Bible. And I think if you ask most people what their favorite thing about New City, you probably hear kids' ministry some, which is awesome. You might hear preaching some when Adam's preaching or something like that, right? I think most people would probably say something along the lines of feeling loved and cared for and connected. And to me, that is the most important thing a church can do because if, they don't, if someone doesn't feel loved, they're not getting connected, and they're definitely not going to grow. So I want to I thank you for that. Um, I want to thank you um, for, uh, for, for making that possible and, and for doing that. And so uh, that being said, I want to share with you um, kind of our vision and our goal for this year and how you can be a part of it. And I want to start by reiterating our mission statement, which again is on the wall. We say it often is this, is to help people meet Jesus and grow in a relationship with him. That is our mission here at New City Church. And uh, I want to share with you a map, for example, for a second. Brian, go ahead and put this map up. This is a map of Raleigh. If you're not sure where everything is, we're about right here where this 50 thing is. This is about a seven-mile, yeah, right here. What's funny about that? Yeah, we're on Creedmoor. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you don't know Creedmoor, like, Christina probably doesn't know if I said, where is it? So, just saying. <laughs> So this is about a seven and a half mile, not radius, I think circumference from each side, whatever it is. Radius, okay. I actually Googled the difference and I still got it wrong. So we have people, maybe not a lot of people from the outside, but we have some people from the outside and kind of a lot of people around here, uh, about seven and a half miles. If somebody want to guess, uh, how many people do you think live in this circle? How many people? Ten? Ten people? We got more than 10 people sitting here right now. <laughs> yeah. 200,000? Okay. 700, that's a lot. Like, for real, 200,000? Someone said 100,000? Okay. No, I meant this whole thing. Okay, well, I'll just tell you guys. This is, a, this is a fun one. Uh, about 295,000 people live in that circle. And here's why I share that. I have been very reluctant ever since we started, to be 
public about a desire to grow New City. And here's what I mean. Like, yes, we want to grow. Yes, we want to reach more people. But I have been very uh, fearful of what people might think about New City and also me personally if we're very upfront about our desire to grow because it can be very easy to say, oh, they just care about numbers. And in New City, they just want to get big. And Dylan just wants to say that this is how big the church is. And so I've never said anything about although we desire to grow. Um, but I, I want to change that for us this year because I just think if we all understand where we're going, we can actually make it happen. And when you hear that 295,000 people live in that circle, I try to look up some demographics, some research. It's really hard to say. There was one about 10 years ago. I don't know how accurate it is anymore that it said 88% of people in Wake County don't attend a kind of more evangelical church on a Sunday. I don't know if it's actually that high, but it's a lot. Um, I don't know 88% of 295,000, but it's a, it's a big number. And so I've, I've been reluctant to say anything because I was afraid about what people may think about New City, what people may think about me. And then that it kind of changed for me two weeks ago. I had a friend, and I've shared this before, who I've prayed for since I was 13 years old, probably prayed almost every single day since I was in college that he would meet Jesus. Uh, I grew up with this friend. This friend moved to Atlanta and has lived there since after college. And we've been texting recently, and he said a few months ago, that him and his wife were likely going to be moving back to Raleigh. Uh, they want to have kids soon. They've got family here. And I've been thinking for the past three months that he, now, now, like, not that he's going to move here and he's going to meet Jesus, but I'm like, finally, more than just praying for him, like, I'm going to be able to spend time with him. He's going to hopefully come to New City one day. He's going to see people that love and care for him where he's at, no matter his past, all these sorts of things. So I was getting excited. And then I received a text from him last week, and he said, his wife, um, applied to one job in Los Angeles and got it, and they're moving to L.A. And the reason I share that is because now I have not one, but two people that are close to me in Los Angeles who I'm praying that not only that they see and experience Jesus, but also they would be able to get connected to a church that would help them see Jesus. Because however somebody meets Jesus, you and I know we are not going to grow and we're not going to stay consistent unless we have community. And so not only am I praying for them, but now I'm praying for a church, that they're going to be able to experience Jesus because it's not going to be here because he didn't move here. And as I was thinking, I was like, how many people in Raleigh, how many people at your workplace or the mom's groups that you go to or your school that you sit next to every single day and somebody who does not live in Raleigh has been praying for that person for 20 years, 30 years, 50 years that they would meet Jesus. And the way they're going to meet Jesus and grow in a relationship with him is getting connected to a church that loves Jesus and loves people. And so I said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to do it this year, and we're going to be absolutely unapologetic about our desire to grow. And I hope that you understand our heart is not to say, hey, look how great we are. Hey, look how we, our desire is to see people meet Jesus, and I do not care what other Christians may think. If, if this is true, that Jesus is our only hope, is the only one for us to see, then we have to do everything we can to help people meet Jesus uh, and grow in a relationship with him. So here's our goal that we want to see by the end of the year that we want to see 250 people hear and experience the gospel of Jesus every single Sunday, or on a Sunday here at New City Church. Uh, right now, I think in, uh, in the fe- January, we average 130-something. I'm not sure. Here's what we want to see this year, and we're going to be unapologetic about it, and we're going to show you this often. I'm likely, at the first Sunday of every month, going to tell you what we averaged the previous month so that you know. Um, because we want to see this happen, and we want to be honest about this, and we want you to be involved. So the question is, how do we get to 250 people? Which, by the way, of the 295,000 people, if we're at 250 people, you want to know the percentage on that? 
0.08. So here's how this is going to work. If we're going to hit this, we're gonna, we don't have a bunch of branding. It probably would have been really smart to do this, but we, we don't. And so we're just going to say this a lot, and hopefully it sticks to you. Here's how this happens. The way that this happens is that you and I are intentional with just one person. That you and I are intentional with that person that we see at, at, at every, every day at class or at work or a few times a week. That we are intentional with one person. So here's what we're going to be saying. And it may, may be catchy, maybe not, but here's what we're going with. We're going to be using this language of just one. Just one person. And here's the thing about this. If you and I took this seriously, and I know, I mean, I don't, I don't mean take it seriously, but if, if you and I actually, everyone brought one person with us, next Sunday we would already pass this. So when I show 250, it's not unattainable. Like, it's not like some crazy thing. It will happen if you and I just take one person seriously. If you and I just take one person seriously, that we are going to invite to take part in what God is doing here at New City Church. And here's what's really cool about this for me is that I think New City has two strengths. One, which I think, uh, slash hope, is the strength of many churches, and that they preach the gospel, that people experience the gospel. They teach the gospel, people love each other like Jesus loves us, that we're serving. Obviously, it's messy. Obviously, it's not perfect. Like, there's going to be disagreements. You're going to get mad at someone in your community group. That's absolutely going to happen. But for the most part, we try to our best to live out the gospel. And if you combine the gospel with what Paul says is the most important thing to do is to love somebody, I don't know a better place to invite somebody. Now, hear me. New City Church is not the best church in Raleigh. I am not the best pastor in Raleigh. Uh, we don't have the best people in all of the, we don't have the most spiritual people. But if you, if you combine people hearing and experiencing the gospel with being loved, I have a hard time uh, seeing and thinking that most of those people will not meet Jesus. If I think of my friend that just moved to Los Angeles, I would love for him to find a church that somebody would invite him, which is, that's my prayer now, that somebody would find him, that he would be just one person to somebody else. A church like this. Not because, again, not because New City is great, because we, we teach and experience the gospel here, and that people are loved. And to me, that is the best combination. And so we're going to be honest about this. Most weeks, if you serve uh, in your serve team meetings, we're going to be talking about this. We're going to be updating you on how we are. Not, again, this is not to say, look at New City. I mean, 250, 250 people is not even like some massive number, right? We just want to be faithful from where we're at. And so that's what we're going to be talking about, this idea of just one. Because if you and I invite just one person, um, then we will see this happen, and we will see this happen before December. I had somebody ask me this week, well, what if somebody invites just one person, and then like, they feel like they're done, like they did their just one? And here's what I said. I said, I have a hard time believing that if somebody invites their friend, and they see their friend ch- experience complete life change, that they're not going to want to see that happen in somebody else's life. And so I think just one never really ends. But my, here, here's what I want to challenge you to do, is to start thinking and praying about that one person, just one person that you can invite. It's just like we read uh, with the $5 gift club, a small amount makes a big impact. That if you and I are, are intentional in the small things with just one person in our life, we will see this happen, and we will see a lot more people meet Jesus and grow in our relationship with him. Now, how does this happen? This leads to two needs, which you probably will not be um, surprised to hear me say. Uh, one, one way this happens to help us grow healthfully so that people can still experience love uh, in Jesus when they come is that we need help serving. Now, I want to be clear. I don't want anybody serving every week. Like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want this to be like, a, a, like, well, I'm already doing a lot. If you're doing a lot, don't do anything. I don't want anybody serving every week. If you're not serving at all, let me encourage you that we need help. Specifically, just so you know, our biggest need right now is in Little City, especially since we added, you know, another place. Um, so we need help. We need help in Little City. But we need help everywhere. 
And so, again, I don't want you serving every week. I don't want you doing too much. And so you, if, you, if you feel like, hey, I'm doing all I can, that's great. If you're not doing anything or you feel like I could do maybe one more Sunday a month, just to be honest, we really need it. Uh, we were very fortunate this morning. A lot of people were sick. This morning was crazy, by the way. A lot of people had to call out and had that happen. It's like little silly. We almost, had to sh- we almost had to close a classroom down, which is not, that's not, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's not like, no one should feel bad about that. But just to show you that, like, we need help. We need help to make this uh, uh, to continue to be a loving environment for people as we grow. Um, and so just to be honest, like if you feel like there's something else you could do, uh, talk to Adam or talk to Brittany because if we're going to serve 150 people well, 250 people well, we've got to continue to make that environment happen. And as you add more services, it gets more complex. Um, and then the other one, which you're not going to be surprised at, is financial. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. uh, (laughs) as you saw (laughs) yeah who's ready now Um, (laughs) money come on we love money as you as you saw um, our budget increased about 20 percent which is about the thirty thousand dollars obviously we're we're not going to get the uh the funding that we had here's where the win comes in um when we stopped receiving the the funding last fall we at that point were a self-sustaining church a year and a half in which is phenomenal. It is absolutely crazy that we are a self-sustaining. Now, we have a very, very tight budget, but still, like, and we're very fortunate that we have staff that had raised their support that allows us to do things that we wanted, you know, we would not be able to do a lot, most of the stuff that we get to do if it wasn't for them. Um, but I want to say thank you, because that doesn't happen. That doesn't, I mean, we were, again, we were supposed to run out of money six months or four or five or six months after we launched. We are supposed to be out of money, and that didn't happen at all. So I, I like, more than anything, I want you to know, like, that's a really big deal, and that, th- that should be celebrated. Like, in church planting world, I, I don't say this to, like, just say, like, look at us, but 99% of church planters would take my job in an instant, in an instant, because of what you guys have made possible. Um, so just so you know, it takes most church plants three to five years to actually be financially sustainable, if at all. And so I want to say thank you. Like, I, to me, clapping to you, this is like me. Yeah, okay. I know it's not as cool. It's just one person. <laughs> um, so thank you. Here's my challenge. Unlike the serving part, if you feel like you've done and you can't do anything, do not, I don't want you to do anything else. I want you to give more. Here's what we talk about in New City. Grateful people give. Jesus talks about money more than everything else, which is why we do not feel bad at all talking about money. I'll caveat this like I always do. I do not care about your money at all, but I care about your heart. And if you're not growing in your generosity, you're probably, it's, it's going to be hard to be growing in your trust in Jesus because nothing says I trust you more than being generous. And so my challenge to you is this, that this year that you would either grow half a percentage or just one percentage point more than you gave last year. If we all grew one percentage point, Christine and I are increasing our giving this year. If we all do that, we will be able to hit this goal and some. If you're not giving, my, my, my suggestion is to start small. If you give inconsistently, my, my goal, my I uh, ask for you is to start giving consistently. And if you give consistently, that you ask, okay, how could I increase that generosity? Because I think God is going to do some really great things. He's already done some great things. But it just, the reality of the situation is to continue to grow, to continue to healthily reach 250 people, which again is 0.8% of people that live in our kind of our target area, we have to be able to afford it. Now, if we, now you might be saying, okay, that sounds great. 250 people, just one person. I can do that. I can serve, I can give more. 
what happens? How are we going to, I mean, today was 150 people. If you were in the second service, we, we ran out of seats, um, which by the way, if you can come regularly and you want to switch to the first service, that would be great. Um, <laughs> but we ran out of seats. So you're saying we're going to fit 100 more people in here. How is going to be possible? Here are the two kind of announcements, if you will. And it's almost 6 o'clock. See, perfect timing. Um, <clears throat> oh, that was good. You guys are sad that it's almost over. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you now. Here, here's how. The first thing is this. At some point, it is likely, which I know is not the most exciting thing in the world, and I know it's going gonna, it's gonna to mean more for us, but again, 295,000 people, 130-ish last month for us. We want to get to 250. We want to we play our small part in God's kingdom. We will likely have to add a third service at some point. We do not have all the details for that or when it's going to happen, um, but we're looking at either 8 a.m., so it would be 8, 9, 30, and 11, or 5 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. It would be 9, 30, 11, and 5. Um, we're not sure how, what it's going to look like, but just so you know, that's probably going to happen at some point um, so that can happen. With that, uh, starting this Sunday, um, is if you remember like the when I showed you that slide of our first Sunday when the chairs were separated, we while back, we put the chairs together because we found that there was more energy and momentum to sit together. Um, but when we separate the chairs, we can actually fit about 10 or 11 more. So starting next Sunday, we're going to be separating the chairs back uh, against the wall. Um, so you guys are like, enjoy this. Maybe you don't enjoy sitting all that to each other. I don't know. Um, and maybe for like, maybe in the first service, it might feel a little different because it's not as full. But the thing is, if you walk, if, you were, if it was your first time today, which it was people's first time today, and you came to the second service, you would feel like there's no room for you. And we don't want that to happen. So before we move to three services, we're going to separate the chairs. So it's going to, it might feel a little different, but just so you know, because it allows us to put a little bit more in here. Um, that's the first thing we can do. And the second thing we're going to do is we have started the process uh, last week of looking for a new space. So um, it sounds exciting, um, but it's uh, it can be stressful. Here's, here's what this is going to be, just so you know where we're at. So uh, at the end of this month, which is in a couple weeks from now, um, at any point, we can give a six-month notice and be out of our lease. Uh, we cannot do that until we are very confident on a space to find. Just details for you to be praying hard um, is right now, this space is 3,200 square feet. We're looking um, between five to 6,000 square feet. So it's going to be bigger, which, gonna, which means A, it's going to cost more. But not only that, this is an office-type space. We'll be moving into probably a retail-type space, which not only is it bigger, but it costs more per square foot. Square foot. Uh, so it's just going to be expensive. It's going to cost money. Once we figure something out, we will let you know what that looks like. And so um, that's part of the ask of this financial generosity, that if we actually want to reach just 250 people, it's going to be hard for us to do that, even with three services at a space like this, because we're very limited in what we can do. Um, our goal is to stay as close, Creedmoor, Leesville Road, as close as possible. Um, but we, we are look, we've, we've got a couple of spaces we're looking at right now. If, as we find anything, if there's anything that is serious, we will let you know. But let me just ask for you to pray hard. We do not want to move into a school or a portable location just because there's a lot of money, equipment involved for that, and then to move back to a non-portable location is just a lot of money kind of wasted. And so we're going to be looking for another 24-7 space. But it's going to be hard, especially in this part of uh, Raleigh, because there's not a lot of space, and it's very expensive. Um, but if we just want to reach just one more person, if all of us just reach one more person, we're not going to be able to do it here. Um, <laughs> that's right. And so she, she doesn't want to do it either. 
Um, and so, yeah, we need more space. We need more kids' space. We need more space to do things on Sundays. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so that is what we just want you to know, that we're, we are actively looking. If you see anything, you can let me know. Or Dave, you can, Dave, you can raise your hand. You guys know Dave. He's helping with that as well. You can let him know. Um, but we're looking. And so I asked a couple of things that you pray. Uh, pray for your one. That you, who, who is just one person that you can invite? Actively be intentional about. Um, that you would pray for our financial situation. Um, because we, it's, it's absolutely incredible that we are self-sustaining. But if we're going to reach just one more person, we've got we've to do more. It's going to cost us some money just throughout the situation. And that you would be intentional about praying for space because it is really hard to come by. It was, I'm not going to go through it all here. It was very hard even to find this space. Um, and now we're looking to bigger space and we've got to get out of leases. And it's just a lot of stuff. So if you'd be praying for that, um, that would be great. But again, I want to thank you for coming. Um, we're going to be talking about this just one thing. We're going to be talking about this all the time. We're going to be unapologetic about it. We're going to, in your serve team meetings on Sunday mornings, we're going to let people know, here's what we're doing and here's why. And just ask that you would consider how you can play a part in making that happen. Because, again, we want to see as many people possible meet Jesus and grow in a relationship with him. We cannot reach all 259,000 people that live close to us, but we can reach 250 people, and I think we should do that. So let's pray, and we'll be done. God, thank you so much for your love and your grace. Thank you so much for these people that uh, carved out uh, their evening um, to come and to hear what's going on at New City Church. I pray that you would give us the courage to live out our faith, to love people well, that you would lay on our hearts who our one person is. The, the thing is, I bet all of us right now could tell each other who that is. And so I, I pray that you would give us the courage to start making those conversations happening. Um, as we change the chairs in here, as we go for this, I pray that we would never forget the point is not to grow a church. It's not to say, hey, look what's happening. The point is to help people meet Jesus because you are good and you give life as we saw this morning. And life is found in nothing else and the power, the power is found in no one else but you. And so, God, I pray for this year um, that you would help us with our one person, that you would help us uh, help, help find people to serve, that you would help us grow in our generosity, and that you would help us find a, a bigger space that we could uh, effectively reach more people in. God, I'm so thankful for those that are here and those that aren't that call New City Home and all that they do. I pray that they would know and see and understand the impact that they are having, although they may not feel like their giving makes much of a difference or their serving makes much of a difference. But I get to hear stories every single week of like the ones that I shared tonight and this has nothing to do with me, and it all has to do with them. People are seeing you here. People are growing uh, in their relationship with you here. And we humbly ask that you allow us to uh, see that happen instead of 140 people with 250 people and, and see the, the cool things that you're going to do. So, God, thank you so much for your love and your grace. Thank you for these people and how they serve and how they love you. And Jesus, and I pray. Amen. So as you guys leave tonight, I was going to do this and I forgot. We have these invite cards. Um, part of this just one thing is I want us to, to get rid of all of these. I know we don't like invites, kind of like not something we do a lot. As you leave, Brittany's going to hand out one to every single one of you. Here's my ask. Do not throw it away. Put it on your fridge. Put it in your cup holder in your car. Put it somewhere where you're going to see this every single day until you get rid of it. And then once you get rid of it, go to the connect table and get another one. Because we've got like 300 of these just sitting around. And I want them all gone. Because if they're not all gone, we're not going to hit this number. And this is an easy way to do it. So you have to take one. I don't care what you do with it. Don't throw it away. <laughs> Just take one. And let's all find just one person, and I think we'll see God do some really cool things. So thanks for being with us tonight.